Welcome to the 202020 Mastery Mission, The Stories. In this part two recording, we welcome back our guests to share war stories and bake in the concepts covered in their mastery session. Concepts are great, but everyone loves a story, exclusive to hunters and unicorns. The 202020 Mastery Mission is sponsored by SOAP, the global recruitment partner for the Playbook community. We're delighted to welcome Rob Watson back for the second session. In this session, Rob, if you could share a, a kind of a, a scenario where you've applied some of the techniques that uh, we spoke about. So just as a bit of a recap for our, for our viewers and for our listeners, in your mastering session, you, you spoke about the importance of creating a win-win and how you can move away from the solution in order to create that opportunity to create the right discovery which form the foundations of building larger more meaningful less transactional deals so i understand the challenge in 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 your topic in the sense that obviously this is something that you can apply almost universally as as you kind of put it but if you could kind of share some scenarios around this i think that would be really great for our for our viewers to 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 hear some so I, I could start by saying scenarios, you know, which, which I'm sure would, uh, you know, be annoying. But the the the, uh, the scenario that I'm thinking of is is a lot of times in complex enterprise selling. You know, you're meeting with a client who has not a lot of time. They're busy, right? And and they have a very specific thing that they've asked you to come and do. And uh, whether that is a, a demo or a presentation or something like that they really want to get educated, right? So they want to learn about your product so that they can make a decision, right? So we see this a lot. And I remember one scenario where Jared Firebaugh, who was uh, one of our reps at Perfecto, and he works with us at Observe now, um, you know, he and I flew to uh, Detroit and we met with an auto manufacturer. And, you know, we were there with an SE to do, to do a presentation and, uh, and a demonstration of, of our product. You know, always in these scenarios, you want to do some give and take. Of course, you want to provide the demonstration. A certain amount of the meeting is going to be taken up with you presenting the product. But we want to also use that face-to-face opportunity to do some discovery and learn as much as we can. So you, you try to set up the expectations that this is going to be a two-way uh, interaction which they often agree to without, you know, any hesitation. But a lot of times what will happen is, uh, you know, when you get into the meeting and you start asking questions, you know, start maybe looking at their watch and saying like, you know, hey, are we going to get to the demo? And then it's absolutely we're going to get to the demo. We want to make sure we could show you, you know, a three-hour demo. We only have really 30 minutes. So I want to make sure we can tailor this exactly to what you want to see right and then it's sometimes they'll lean back in their chair and say something like wow you're the expert or just give me the harbor tour or whatever and you know in that scenario what what jared said to the client was you know i want to make sure like a harbor tour probably wouldn't be a good use of your time what we want to try to make sure that we do is understand exactly what it is that you're trying to accomplish so that we can determine whether or not we have the ability to help you. And if we don't, by the way, we will be the first to tell you, 
because we don't actually want to engage in a project unless we have a high degree of confidence that we're going to be able to make you successful. So do you mind if we slow down and ask you a few more questions first? And, you know, he sort of sighed. And one of the other people in the room started to ask, you know, questions about like, oh, okay. So if that's the case, then you guys don't just do whatever, a transactional sale. You try to work with us to try to build like a business case or something like that. And we're like, yeah, absolutely. That's how we like to engage. And that brought the champion out. And that ended up being the champion that helped Jared get the biggest deal, I think, that he'd ever done, you know, uh, and helped Perfecto get one of the biggest deals that Perfecto had ever done. And so just by kind of slowing down a little bit and not just taking the bait and following the client, a little bit of, of, of courageous kind of pushback can result in, you know, a, a, a huge transformational deal. Yeah. As you said, you demonstrated that with an immense amount of empathy, right? So the, the customer's not going to be on a defensive position. They're going to be leaning in rather than leaning back. And that is such a great point. So uh, one of the things that I love about this is that when you, especially when you're early in your career or you're starting with a new company, you're not necessarily, as the salesperson, going to be an expert. You're not necessarily going to understand all the ins and outs of the space. The person you're talking to probably knows 10 times more than you do about the subject matter. So showing up and trying to act like you're the expert or trying to put pressure on yourself to try to be smarter than the person that you're talking to isn't going to go very well, right? So you might as well just have a genuine curiosity. It takes pressure off you. It allows you to just be naturally curious. And then, you know, you can focus on what really matters, which is the business acumen aspect of it. Because we all know that the client isn't going to make an investment unless it makes economic sense, right? So if there's no justification, the economic buyer is not going to back it, right? So you know, we at Observe are very lucky. We, we have something that helps clients move faster. It helps them cut cost. You know, it helps them improve their connection with their clients. Like, you know, speed, cost, quality, like those are the three sort of, you know, points in the iron triangle. And so, you know, it's easy for us to be able to kind of like slow down and talk about the value component, right? Not everyone's going to have all of that. But I think, you know, the important aspect of it is like, it takes pressure off you as the salesperson to be the expert in the subject matter. More, you, you're then focusing on what you should be an expert in, which is the value, right? Like the value that you deliver. Rob, in the example that you've spoken about, it seems as though the customer was probably perhaps in a position where they were thinking about observability. Uh, obviously, there is a difference between kind of stealing budget and creating the need. So are there any scenarios mm. where perhaps you've had to help the customer have the realization that this is actually the solution that they need? Oh, and how are the techniques that you're obviously applying? How, how you know, if you could perhaps give us an example of, of that, I think that would be really useful as well. Yeah, so that, that's where it's most important, Simon. So like in, in my experience... You know, if you're selling something that's disruptive, right, 
the client is probably not necessarily aware that there's a better way. So what you really have to try to understand is the negative consequences of doing it the way that they're doing it today. Right? So that's in medic, it's the I, right? So we're, we're really kind of focused on the pain, but the client might not necessarily understand that this is painful. It's just the way that they've always done it. So at Perfecto, which was the example that I was using, it was automation of testing. So we had the ability to automate things that the client didn't know they could automate. So you have to kind of paint a picture and put yourself in the shoes of the client and try to understand their day-to-day. So their process, how do they do things, right? So today, if you want to test this application, how do you do it, right? And so from an observed standpoint, what we, what we focus on is troubleshooting, right? Because today, what's interesting is like the technology, first, every company is becoming a software company, right? And, and so software development has gone through this massive sort of change, right? And so CICD, agile development, moving so much faster, microservices architecture on cloud infrastructure, much more change, a lot of change happening in less time, a lot of complexity, right? And all of this is just kind of like accelerating, right? And creating more pain for customers that are trying to get their arms around or manage and monitor those systems. So the technologies that they're using today that they think are fine are not cutting it, right? And so we have to help them see that, look, the monitoring approach to this is not going to get you where you need to go, right? You're monitoring the availability of the components of your system instead of looking holistically at all of the system and how all of the components are related together to give you context so you can see things like impact. They're using seven tools, paying all the money, you know, and you have to paint the picture to help them to see that their current state is actually not optimal that there is a future state that's better and the value of the difference between the future state and and the present state is big and that gap has to be rooted in value time cost quality you know like the things that move the needle for economic buyers sure and i suppose this is where the techniques of ask don't tell are really really key because you know going in and loading you know loading up your champion with telling them rather than asking them you know tell us a little bit more about that i think that that's that's quite key here yeah so so we know like for example at observe that um you know there there's there's troubleshooting pain we know that it takes too long we know that there are too many experts required you know to to troubleshoot issues and that a lot of clients spend even up to a day trying to figure out when something is broken what happened and why it happened, right? And so that's an example of, of something that they just kind of like, this is how they do it, right? But um, you, you have to kind of walk the client through the current state and then take this kind of troubleshooting process flow as your guide as you do discovery. So when something goes wrong now, 
how do you handle that? When you get an alert, you know, like, what are you doing? How are you responding to the alert? Who is it in the organization that has the responsibility of doing that? And what tools do they use? And then you just kind of walk through a scenario of their day-to-day. And what you're doing is you're actually painting the current state and the negative consequences. And then you can contrast that with the future state, which is, you know, have you ever thought about doing this differently? What if you had the ability to do the following, which is the future state? What would that you know, do for your business? What would the value be for you personally, as well as to your organization? And that's where you start to pull out the positive business outcomes. So you create this, you know, we used to call it the blue box, but, the, but it's basically, you know, current state, negative consequences, future state, uh, positive business outcomes. And that sort of framework is um, the backdrop for, for great discovery. How do you get that to stay? Right. Because in that moment, in that time, there is probably a realization that you've created that value. You've made them realize the current state. Now, the minute they walk out of that meeting or the person walks out of that meeting, they're in amongst the thicker things. And natural curiosity or natural pain, or natural people's natural instinct will lead them just to, do you know what, this is too much necessarily of a minefield. How do you reinforce that state? of importance well the one thing that um is true of of win-win selling is 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 that the client isn't going to buy unless the pain is significant enough for them to act like it's it's just those are facts and so you know if you haven't been able to paint a picture ollie that's compelling where they really sort of say wow you know, yeah, I've been getting a lot of pressure to do things faster. If I had a way of doing it faster, that would really help me. And by the way, I could really benefit the business if I reduced the cost of our tool spend by $2 million a year, then it becomes kind of a no brainer, right? And that's where you build rabid champions is if you're solving something that is meaningful for them, like, wow, I could do this faster. I could work two hours less a day or not work weekends or something like that. Um, let alone maybe get a promotion because you've, you know, significantly improved the performance of your team. You know, that, that's, that's where those, those special things happen. But, but if, if you don't do a good job of identifying the pain and having the, so what associated with it, mm. you're probably not going to buy. Mm. And it's okay, by the way, if the pain is not there, like if they, if they're the best of the best and there's, I don't know, like zero pain, you're not going to sell them anything. So you can move on and go talk to someone else. I suppose this is also the, 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 the challenge that if you are constantly going after the solution rather than being able to get away from the solution, you'll never be able to, to, to establish that discovery, right? Yeah. And so the, the, the trap with, you know, uh, technology led selling, which many companies still do. And, and a lot of reps still do. And, you know, if you're fortunate enough to be at a company where the technology is just so good, you know what I mean? That you're riding that wave, then good for you. But, you know, when that wave stops, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be hard to, to maintain your success. So, um, yeah, I think that it's absolutely key 
for, for us to be able to create that clarity and that distinction of, of, of value. Yeah, I mean, the most successful reps do this over and over and over again at multiple companies, right? And are able to um, find that compelling pain, right? That thing that is going to motivate your champion to act. And that, if you're going to be a master, then you might as well be a master at that, right? Uh, identifying what that looks like. And the technology, to your point, Simon, the technology led, if all you're doing is just giving information, do they really need you? Like, what, what are you doing that's, that's really valuable, right? If all you do is coordinate the demo, you know, then you're not really adding that much value as a rep. So, so you know, the, the thing that you really want to focus on, I believe, is, is the value, becoming an expert at identifying, you know, opportunities to move the needle for your client. Amazing. So the conclusion is, if you want to sell more solutions, stop talking about solutions. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Well, I want to say a big thank you, Rob, um, for uh, taking the time to take us through this. You know, really, really valuable. And uh, we're certain that our viewers and our listeners took lots and lots of value from it. And uh, we look forward to welcoming them all back for another mastery session soon. Awesome. Simon, Ollie, I love what you guys do, and it's a pleasure to be part of it. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, absolutely so pleasure to have you on the show again, Rob. And um, yeah, again, just to all our listeners, obviously, if anybody's got any comments, anybody would like to share any information, any experiences, we'd love to hear it. Please comment, share below. Really t interested to make this an interactive opportunity for people to, to share their comments, share their experiences in... Um, yeah, similar sort of situations. So, um, yeah, please do interact in the comments and uh, share with your fellow colleagues. But thanks ever so much again. Have you enjoyed the session today? Please help others discover our series by sharing and liking our content. Are you on the mission? Click subscribe so you don't miss out. The 202020 Mastery Mission, The Stories, are brought to you by SOAP the global recruitment partner for the Playbook community. Check out somuchsoap.com for more information.